0: I'm ready for the word of God this morning. Are you ready for God to speak a word that will change your life forever? Are you ready for the Holy Spirit to encounter you in a deeper way this morning? Come on, I'm just going to pray. Why don't you just hold your Bible in your hand or your phone or your notebook or just put your hand on your heart if you don't have a Bible. Whatever makes you feel closer to the Lord this morning. I'm just going to pray a quick prayer for us before we head in. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, that your word is truth. Father, we thank you this morning that your word brings freedom. Lord, and as we allow your Holy Spirit to come and to minister to our hearts this morning, I ask, Father, that you will do what only you can do. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you will move through me today, Lord, that you would speak to every one of your children, a rhema, life-giving word from your Spirit that will change us, that will mold us and that will shape us into the people that you've called us to be. And everyone said, Amen. 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 All right. Well, last week, who was here last week, last Sunday? I know we have some people, yes, that were here last week. So, Johannes shared a little bit of our vision for the year. And he shared the word that God gave him for the year. There was actually, there were three words. Who can remember the first word? focus. Number two was trust. Number three was faith. And so I really believe that that is so profound for us because God is actually taking us to a new depth this year. And I know that we are a young church community, but many of us have been walking for the Lord for a long time. Some of us are new to the journey of faith, but it actually doesn't matter where we are individually. What God is going to do corporately is going to be astounding. It's going to be amazing and I felt like the Lord has been speaking to me for the last probably two, two and a half months before we had this fantastic holiday that there's a word that he gave to me for the year also and I actually find that so profound that it ties into everything that he spoke to your highness about and it's something that I actually feel like God's been speaking to me for the past three years. And every year before the year starts, I normally ask the Lord, Lord, can you give me one word, one scripture, one key thought that I need to focus on for the year? In addition to what Johanna shares for the church corporately, what is the one thing that I need to focus on this year? And last year, my word for the year was hope. Um, It was, I think, Hebrews 6. We spoke about being anchored in hope. And when I look back at 2021, I was like, now that makes sense. why we needed to be anchored in hope but this year the lord gave me the word yield yield now i guess afrikaans so yield doesn't quite pop out at me as easily as an afrikaans word would but the lord gave me a scripture as well and he spoke to me about this idea of if you want to see my words my promises that i've given you personally the church, everything else that I feel like God speaks to me about, if you want to see this come to pass this year, you're going to have to yield 100%. You're going to have to yield 100% to my spirit. You're going to have to yield 100% to the leadership of my Holy Spirit. Yield to my wind words. I specifically heard the, word, the phrase wind words. No, the Holy Spirit is often symbolized as wind. Okay, What, what is he saying? Where is the wind of the Holy Spirit going to take us this year? And so that's what I want to talk about this morning is yielding to the Holy Spirit. And I believe for 2022, this will be a key for us to walk in that focus, for us to walk in complete trust, for us to walk in complete faith. We're not going to be able to do it in our own strength. We're not going to be able to do it without yielding, 100%. And I know for some of us, this is a very scary concept. This is a very, very scary word. Because it's easy to say that I'm a Christian. It's easy to become born again and to say, yes, Lord, you know, come be the Lord of my life. But I'm not yielding. Amen. Amen. It's easy to, to put the label, the identity of a Christian on myself to come to church, to try and do all the right things. But then I still live life in my own strength. I still live life through my own effort, through my own natural abilities. Maybe I am a very strong world person. I am a very strong world person. You don't have to I to that. <laughs> okay, start at Some of us have got children. Have you noticed some of them have got very strong wills? You can tell literally from when they're very, very tiny. Strong-willed people often struggle to yield. Okay, let me not get ahead of myself. Okay, so this means, if we are going to yield 100% to the Holy Spirit in this year, it means with everything. Who knows that song from Hillsong United, with everything. It means totally. It means cold turkey, met alles. Ek los niks achter nie. I leave no door closed for the Holy Spirit. And I think in my journey, I've seen there are certain areas when I started walking this road with the Lord, there are certain areas in my life that is, yes, Lord, come on in. Yes, Lord, do this thing. But there are other areas where I prefer to keep the door a little bit closed. I'm scared to let the Lord into that area. Because what if he asks me to let something go that I don't want to let go of? What if he asks me to do something that I don't want to do? Because my will is so strong. Can anyone relate this morning, or is it just me? You must yield, all of you, if you want to become the person that God has called you to be. There's actually no two ways about it. And so let's look at a definition. You know, I love a good definition, it's on the U version notes. A definition of yield in Afrikaans, for the Afrikaans people, Uergia. Okay, here, I give I Not quitting, but I I'm done. I've come to the end of me. It means to surrender. It means to cease resistance. Who knows that you can resist the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? You can resist him. It means to give up possession. To relinquish, that's such a strong word, I love that. To relinquish, lat Okay? To submit oneself to another to another's authority. To give up one's life or rights, to give way to influence or precedence. To acknowledge the superiority of someone else. To cease resistance and to be fruitful and productive. That was such a revelation to me. It also means to be fruitful and to be productive. And so what I want to do is for the next two Sundays, I really want to take us a little bit deeper into this idea of what does it mean to actually yield completely to the Holy Spirit? What does it mean to actually get to a place where the Lord is actually producing the fruit in our lives that we want to see instead of us trying to produce it for Him? Amen. So today I want to talk about just one scripture I'm going to say in Galatians 5 today Because that's the chapter that God really, really has been journeying with me through And then next week we're going to talk about fruit And we're going to talk about how do we actually get to a place where we can bear fruit Because that is actually a result of yielding It's not a result of anything that I want to try and do And I want to try and achieve And I want to try and manufacture There's no, there's no you involved in yielding Amen. All right. Are you still with me this morning? Are you excited to learn about yielding? Okay. And so, you know, when I was journeying with the Lord about this, I remember, yeah, probably two significant times in my journey with the Lord where the Lord sternly spoke to me about this issue of yielding. And the first one was when I was in another church, it was a couple of years ago, and I was in a place where I had a word from the Lord and I was really trusting the Lord to be able to serve full-time in the ministry. Now we are all in full-time ministry. If you're a believer, congratulations, you're in full-time ministry, seven days a week, whether you like it or not. But I I mean by full-time ministry that working for the church, like that's my full-time vocation to work in the church um, and to to serve God's people through the work of the ministry. and. I was still working in corporate and I was really trusting God to open a door. Who knows that time when you're trusting the Lord for an open door and no door is opening. Okay, so now you start to think, you start to get a little bit impatient and you start to think, well, maybe the Lord is waiting on me. Maybe God is just waiting for me to do something. And so you find yourself slowly but surely getting into a place of self-effort. And you go to that place and you start knocking on doors and you start not even knocking on doors. You know, when you, you, you push it a little bit and you later, you actually start to use full force and the doors don't want to open. And I applied for jobs at church. I mean, I wanted to be the pastor's PA. I wanted to be the children's pastor. I wanted to be the teenage ministry pastor. And, you know, I, I don't believe I'm called for any of those things, but I just so desperately wanted this door to open. And the Lord one day said to me, what do you think you are doing? And I said, well, am I not supposed to do something to open a door? And the Lord said to me, he gave me that scripture, Zechariah 4 verse 6, that says it's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by my spirit. And so that scripture, I feel like the Lord, every time I go back into that lane, that scripture comes back. And so... When we planted this church, I think it was, now where are we? We are in year two of the church, but we moved here three years ago in 2019. And I had a spreadsheet of 50 venues in Windhoek. That's all the venues in Windhoek. And Johannes and I were driving around like two crazy people looking at venues, staring at, you know, does it have parking? Does it have rooms for kids' church? We went into every school. We went into every hall. We went into Main plaque. And I remember the Lord gave me in that week. I was so desperate. We were so focused on finding a building and finding a building and finding a building that eventually I had three dreams in one week. And when I look back in my journal, they all were a warning from the Lord to say, you're back at self-effort. You're back at that place of trying to do and opening a door that only my spirit can open. And I had to repent again. And I was like, Lord, I am so sorry. And you know what are the results the problem with self-effort what is the result of self-effort it is frustration who's who's experienced last year a lot of frustration it's like things are just not opening it's like things are just not working the way they are supposed to be working there's a circle like it doesn't work it's a struggle it's a constant battle and you feel like it's just not happening it, am I the only one or do I have any witnesses here this morning? <laughs> nee, it's a frustration. It's an I get into full-blown irritation. And I'm like, Lord, what is happening? What is happening? But I find that when I get to that place, I can just go back and look at what I'm busy with. And I find myself again in that place of self-effort. That place of I am trying to make happen what only the Holy Spirit can make happen you know it could be something in your personal life that you're trying to achieve it could be something in your ministry or a desire that you have for a vocation a door that you're trying to push open it could be maybe someone in your family or someone that you know that you are trying to get them saved like just here is this scripture here is this scripture here is a podcast you need to listen to. Did you listen to that podcast I sent you last night? What did you think about it? You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna get people saved by our self-effort. Sorry. Oh, I'm just gonna continue, otherwise I'm gonna lose focus. Okay. And many of us do that in the same in the beginning of the year as well. Now it's the beginning of the year. Now we've got ten New Year's resolutions. I used to be that person. Who does New Year's resolutions? It's okay. There's no shame if you do them. Jess, it's okay. It's okay if you do them. But what I've realised is that I've never past February, gotten through any of them. And it's because for me, I always used to rely on myself. I'm going to make them happen. Okay, I'm going to grow. And even we do this in our spiritual walk with the Lord. I'm going to read my Bible a chapter a day. I'm going to pray for five hours a week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And what the Lord just speak, is speaking to me again is, and this is a word for someone this morning, would you just stop trying? So you need a because when we keep trying to do things in our own strength, it'll actually only just lead to frustration. And then the enemy will want to come and will make us feel like a failure. And he will point back the finger at our God and he will say, See, God doesn't come through on his promises. But it's a lie from the pit of hell because actually the Lord said, I never relied on you to actually get to that result. I actually gave you the helper of the Holy Spirit. But if you don't allow Him, and if you don't yield 100% to Him, you are always going to have that burden on your own shoulders. And Jesus said in Matthew, I think it's in Matthew, My burden is light. My yoke is light. He never gave us such a heavy yoke to carry. And I really believe that as we were praying last night, and as we were even praying this morning, some of the team shared, they saw in the Spirit the word victory. There is a victory and I actually wrote in my notes Holy Spirit our victory Some of us have been carrying Burdens from before 2021 Into 2022 thinking In our own strength this is the year we're going to Crack it and the Lord is Saying to you this morning stop trying It is actually time To surrender It is actually time To say I'm going to wave my white flag What does a white flag mean? It means to surrender It means to admit defeat Johannes asked if I'm going to wave this At home as well <laughs> To admit defeat And I said absolutely not <laughs> This is a sermon illustration But it means to admit, uh, to admit defeat It means that Lord I'm actually acknowledging That I've come to the end of myself and I actually cannot do this on my own. And I want to I see some people set free this morning that God says, I've never called you to do this alone. I've never called you to try and figure this out by yourself. I've never called you to try and get to the end result yourself. Does that make sense this morning? So it's going to be time to raise the white flag. Derek Prince was a well-known minister, and he, he's passed away already, but I sometimes listen to some of his sermons because he's so straight to the point. I like a teacher that gets straight to the point. Don't fluff around. Give me the grit of the gospel because I want to grow, even if it's hard to my flesh. And he actually said this beautiful quote. He said, the Christian life is not a life of struggle. It's not a life of struggle. It's a life of yielding to the Holy Spirit. That honestly brought so much freedom to my heart. Freedom to my type of personality who, if it doesn't happen fast enough, I'm on it. And I know I've got some witnesses in the room. Okay, well, let's get to Scripture this morning. I want you to go to Galatians 5. This is actually also called the Freedom Chapter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the group of churches in the province of Galatia. So I'm going to read this morning through two different translations because you know that's how I roll. But Galatians 5.16, and I want to start in the Passion Translation purely because it it has the type of wording that I really felt the Lord speak to me about. Okay, Galatians 5.16, it says, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. As you yield freely, and notice the word fully, not just yield this area of my life, Lord. Lord, you can come into my relationships, but please don't touch my finance. To the dynamic life and the power, everyone say power. Power Power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Let's have a look at the Amplified as well. The Amplified says this But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Walk habitually. That's the same place where the Passion translates it as yielding. And be responsive, seek Him and be responsive to His guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature which responds impulsively without regard for God and His precepts. Just keep this scripture up for a little bit because I think sometimes we read through it so quickly. Listen to what it says. It says that first, before you will not carry out the desire of your sinful nature. In other words, your sinful nature, we've got two natures that Paul is talking about in this chapter that is constantly in conflict with one another. Your sinful nature and then the nature of the spirit. Your flesh and your spirit is at a constant war with one another. And he says that the way to actually gain victory over the desires of our flesh, which is part of where we came from, from sin, is actually to walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? It means to seek Him and once you've sought Him, to then be responsive to His guidance. Because I even sometimes think as believers, we even stop at that place. We know we need to seek the Holy Spirit. And we seek and we ask, Lord, help us. But then when He comes with His guidance, when He comes with counsel, when He speaks through His Word, when He speaks through the inner promptings inside of our heart. When he gently comes and guides us through the counsel of a pastor, a trusted friend, someone that you have given permission to speak into your life, we shut him down and we resist. And we would rather have the Lord kind of zap us into a place of freedom, but we resist when the Holy Spirit says, just move in this direction and I'll get you there. Does that make sense this morning? And to be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature. Which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. That scripture spoke to me so much. And it brought so much freedom to my heart to actually realize that it's actually not all on me. So can I just, can I just release some peace over your hearts this morning? Stop trying. Stop, stop staying in that place of frustration, of trying to make it happen. Of trying to be, as Joyce Meyer says, Holy Spirit Junior. We love to be Holy Spirit Junior. We, we want to act on His behalf. And the reality is we will never, ever, ever, ever be able to operate like the Holy Spirit can operate. Because the Bible actually says that His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways and I find that with my personality type and I think with a lot of a lot of you as well the first thing I do when I hit a stumble block in the road or when there is a challenge or where there is something that's not part of the plan okay what, what, what is happening here the first thing I used to do in my personality type because I'm a kind of a go-getter I you know get things done don't have to wait for long don't want to wait on people don't have real patience in that regard get it done is i will start to make a plan so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna wait and hang around and and wait for things to magically appear and 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 happen i immediately go and find a solution problem solvers we think we use our brains we use our natural gift sets okay we rely on our own wisdom plans and ideas opinions even experience i know how this rolls i've got the experience i've done this Got the t-shirt, I know how this rolls. And we leave our Holy Spirit in that process. Lord, but even if I have experience, even if I have knowledge, even if I think I know what to do, what are you saying? And this can apply to anything. It can apply to you know your job, your relationships, your spiritual growth, your ministry, your vocation, whatever it is. We need His guidance in every single thing that we do, if we really want to see the victory. Now, before we go any further, I know most of you here, we've done teaching on the Holy Spirit, but I just want to set some foundation before we go further for the next two Sundays. It's important to have the right doctrine about the Holy Spirit. And... Because there there is such a lot of different teaching out there and, and we as the reason why we are living word is because we really want to trust the Lord to just stick to the word. That is the truth. Nothing else, that is the truth. We want to stay, that's his word that brings freedom. But the Holy Spirit is a person. Okay, Holy Spirit is not some force, he's not a wind. You know? He's a person. He's the third part of the Godhead of the Trinity. He's the Spirit of the Living God. And he's a gentleman, and he has emotions. And the Bible says that we shouldn't quench the Holy Spirit. In other words, we, we shouldn't do things that offend him and that hurt him. And I'm going to go deeper into that. But when we become born again, God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes and resides inside of us. Amen. To testify, the Bible says that we are the children of God. So the indwelling Holy Spirit, when you are born again, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. He's inside of you. You are a child of God. You have an ability to hear Him. And He's your helper and counselor. And He's there to guide you. Amen. He's in you for you. But then there is a place of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's that's a teaching for another day. But that is when the Holy Spirit actually comes upon me with power for the ministry that He's called me for. To minister to others, the Holy Spirit is in me for me and he comes over me for others. Does that make sense this morning? I know most of us know this, but just so that we're all on the same page. And listen to what Jesus said. In John 16 verse 7, Jesus is talking to his disciples and they are sad. They are freaking out because they've had three years with him and now he's talking about dying and he's talking about going back to the Father. And they, I can imagine the sense of anxiety and abandonment issues. Now, Jesus is leaving us. What about us, Lord? How can you go back to heaven and leave us here? And Jesus said, no, you don't understand. I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Everyone say, my advantage. My advantage. That I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, intercessor... Counselor, Strengthener, and Standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send Him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. To be in close fellowship with you. The role of the Holy Spirit is to be our helper, is to be our counselor. He should be the first one that we run to because only He can give us the truth, the wisdom, the help, the insight, the strategy, the plan, the words, the provision, whatever we need in whatever situation. And this is where the Lord wants us to be. And I want to read a little bit further in Galatians 5 where the apostle talks about this, this war of the flesh and the spirit, the flesh and the spirit, this place of self-effort and works of the flesh and my own natural abilities versus yielding to the Holy Spirit and letting Him do the work in me and through me. And so I want to read from verse 16 again to verse 18. And Paul is actually talking about, just some context, he's talking, about, he's talking to a couple of churches in the province of Galatia. Okay, and what has happened is Paul had actually planted a lot of these churches. But when he came back, he realized that there was a lot of false doctrine and false teaching that started to infiltrate the Christian believing church. And one of the false doctrines was actually this thing called legalism. In other words, some people, some Pharisees, false teachers came in and they were teaching the Christian believers that actually your salvation, your eternal life, Jesus saving you, is actually not only by faith, not only by grace, you actually have to work for it. You actually have to, through circumcision and different things, you have to make yourself right with God. So this false doctrine took them back to a place of self-effort and works of the flesh in order to be saved. And so Paul's writing this letter, it's important to understand the context when we read the Bible, Paul is reading, uh, uh, writing this letter to these churches saying, no, 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 you've got it wrong. That's a false teaching. We are actually in grace. We are actually saved because of faith, because of the power of the Holy Spirit witnessing to our spirits that Jesus actually died for us on a cross. So he's explaining this war between self-effort works of the flesh and faith and grace. And so why don't we read Galatians 5 again, verse 16. I think the first one is the amplify. And it says, okay, I'm going to repeat this. But I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Seek Him and be responsive to His guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and His precepts. And then verse 17. For the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the Spirit. And the desire of the Spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the Spirit, are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict. So that you, as believers, do not always do whatever good things you want to do. Verse 18, but if you are guided and led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the Lord. Okay, I know it's a heavy scripture. There's a lot in there, and by no means we can unpack all of it this morning. But let's quickly read through the passion of the same portion. And sometimes this language in the passion brings the point in the heart of the Lord clearer to me. Verse 16, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Verse 17 We got a verse 17 Yes there we go For your self life craves the things That offend the Holy Spirit And listen to this Hinder him from living freely Within you That's profound And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings Hinder your old self life From dominating you So then the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. But, everyone say but. but. When you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace. Just park on that. When you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace. You will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. But soaring above it. Marissa, that's great. What does that mean? (laughs) How do I get there? That word in verse 16, in the Amplified, where it says, Walk habitually in the Holy Spirit, where the Passion translates it as, Yield fully to the Holy Spirit. In the Greek that's actually translated walk in the spirit as peripatia which means it's a present tense it means it's something that's constantly happening it means to keep on walking to be fully occupied and fully engaged in so in other words to me I understand it as this means that whenever I wake up every single morning I get to start again every single morning I get to start again. And I've actually done this. For me, it's not a law. It's not a anything. For me, I read a book once by Benny Hinn called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Who's ever read that book? And that stuck by me so much that every morning he said that he would get, that's how he started to cultivate his relationship with Holy Spirit. Every single morning when he would wake up, he would get out of bed and say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Today, it's you and me. And I have actually started, that was so profound to me, and I actually started a habit like that. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Every single morning when I wake up, good morning, Holy Spirit. It's like a consciousness that I know it's the two of us going out here. Why are you laughing? (laughs) You don't always hear it every morning, but I do it. And it's a consciousness that I've decided And do we go into works of the flesh sometimes? Absolutely. But because He's with me and I've started to acknowledge Him and started to invite Him into my everyday and invite Him into my world, I've become more conscious of His presence. I've become more tuned in to His voice. I've become more aware of the moment I'm slipping into my own ideas again and my own wisdom again and my own plans again even in the small things like you know when it comes to our emotions you know the bible talks about how our flesh wants to immediately respond like there's an immediate thing and i've learned especially as women sometimes but men, men are not just as emotional so don't put just all that on women men you are also emotional we know this you just sometimes hide it very well okay But I've noticed even sometimes when I get a text, maybe an email or something that upsets me emotionally, what is our immediate reaction is to react in in the flesh, immediately. I've learned even there, the Lord has really started to journey with me and say, can you take a moment to just pause? Sometimes, maybe if you have children at home or you've got a spouse or even in your workplace, just go to the bathroom, close the door, Holy Spirit, Help me. That's sometimes the most powerful prayer you can pray. But I'm getting off track. Where was I? Okay, so it said that it is present tense. It means to keep on walking, to be fully occupied and engaged in on a daily basis. And so what I, what I feel the Lord wants to remind us of this morning and wants to bring freedom is for us to firstly realize that Holy Spirit is for us. He's actually here to be your helper. The question is just, is this the year where we are going to let him in 100%? Where we are going to open every door in our life for him to come in and help? Or are we going to hold on to those things that we still think we can do it? And I feel like the Lord, Spirit of the Lord is asking, how's it going for you? How's it going? Is there frustration in that area? Or is there peace and love and joy in that area? Because the fruit will often tell us which nature is dominating. Where are we focusing? Where are we trying to live from? Are we trying to live from our flesh? Or are we trying to live from the spirit? Because he wants us to get into that place of living from the spirit. That's where freedom is going to come from. If there is an addiction in your life, there is no way you are going to get rid of that in your natural ability. I don't care how great your New Year's resolutions are. I don't care how great your mind over matter is. It's not enough. You are going to fail and fail and fail and fail, And the enemy is going to use that to keep you there. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all we need to do is surrender our will and surrender our flesh to him and to his leadership. And that is going to be a daily decision. It's going to be a daily decision. Good morning, Holy Spirit. What are you wanting to do today? The Spirit doesn't operate automatically. He's a gentle dove. The Bible says He's like a dove. The Bible uses many different symbolisms for the Holy Spirit. But I love this illustration. Thank you to my team over there for the white cloths. Yesterday I messaged the children's ministry team because I thought they would be the best people for arts and crafts. I can't do any arts and crafts to save my life. No, I can do all things through Christ. And I love this illustration, and I'm going to quote this from Bill Johnson. This is not my illustration. And he once explained the nature of the Holy Spirit. And he said, the Holy Spirit is a gentle dove, like a gentle dove. And if you can imagine walking around every day with a dove on your shoulder. Now, I don't really know doves that well, but I know pigeons because Johannes loves to feed the birds on our stoop. Yeah. <laughs> he buys seed from Pokevitz to f- to feed the wild birds oh, on the stoop. No. Okay. Some of them are huge gigantic pigeons that really messes on the stoop. Okay. But nevertheless that's not the point of the illustration. The point of the illustration is that what I've noticed about these birds is that they are extremely sensitive. Okay, because I know because I'm always out running, out chasing them. But if I start running in the kitchen, they are already startled on the stoop. Um, those who, if you've been at our house, it's not a far distance, but they get startled easily. Okay, and so now I've got that picture. They're not really doves, they're pigeons. But imagine a beautiful little white dove, okay, sitting on your shoulder and representing the Holy Spirit. And if you think of how you would walk around every day not to have the dove be startled. How different would you walk how different would you even move you know how different would your would your words be would your responses be you'd be so conscious of him here on your shoulder every day and i just love this illustration because i know we're talking about holy spirit inside of you holy spirit will never leave you okay that's something that we will that we need to understand that's a doctrine that a promise a faith belief, core belief, we need to know. But we can startle the Holy Spirit through not yielding by to His leadership. We can startle Him by staying in works of the flesh. We can startle Him by staying in that place of focusing on my own efforts and not relying and yielding to Him. And that's what Paul is trying to explain in this passage. And so practically, I want to pray for some people this morning, but practically, what does this mean? How do I actually get to a place of yielding? It sounds great, it sounds beautiful, but how do I get there? And I actually believe that the first step, what the Lord really spoke to my heart, the first step is we need to actually admit and acknowledge that without Jesus, without His precious Holy Spirit, we can't do anything. And you know what keeps us from even step one, from even admitting that we need help, from even admitting that we can't do this in our own strength, is pride. It's all it is. That resistance to the Holy Spirit, it's pride. And all we need to do is just acknowledge and you know what, sometimes it takes us to come to the end of ourselves, to the end of our efforts. Op die einde, jyre, ek kan that's the best place, best destination to arrive at, because then you're ready to yield. And if you're not at that place yet, I want to pray that you ask the Lord Lord, get me to the end of me. Get me to the end of myself. Get me to the end of who I think I am, because that's the only place where Holy Spirit can actually start to then lead in my life. I once had someone use this illustration to teach to their children how to actually start responding to the Holy Spirit. And every time they would maybe do something or say something that is maybe more in line with our fleshly nature, then this mom would say to to the little boy, who's on the throne right now? Is it you or is it Jesus? And then he would be like, it's me. And then immediately he's learned as a little boy to say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get off. Would you please come back onto the throne? What a beautiful little illustration, because that is actually what it is. It's either my way or His way. And that's the first step. John 15 verse 5 says, Without me, you can do nothing. So we just need to get to that place of admitting. (laughs) Okay, here I can I'm cute and I'm clever, but I can't. It's not actually enough to see your plans fulfilled in my life. And we can actually never fully surrender until we are at that place of complete hopelessness. Not hopelessness in Him, hopelessness in our own ability. Do you agree with that this morning? Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And so I believe that is something that we need to let go of. If you find that this is something that you've realized, I'm actually struggling in this area. I struggle to fully submit to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Then ask the Lord if pride is the reason that you are resisting. It was for me. I had to repent of that, And sometimes I still do when I find myself back in that place again. We need to let go of that. Sometimes we need to let go of fear. Sometimes I think we resist the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives because we're not sure that we can trust Him. We're not sure where He's going to lead us. We're scared that He's going to ask us to give something up that we don't want to let go of. Or we are scared that He's going to send us to some place where we don't want to go. We've now heard Marissa had to move to Namibia, but Lord, I don't want to move. What if He's going to tell me to go to some strange country like Afghanistan and go and preach the gospel? are <laughs> okay, whatever that is We all have different fears And, you know, can I just bring peace to your heart again What God has called you for He has already planted seeds in your heart already. for. So, you know, God is not a God Who is going to force His will on you And make you do something you don't want to do What He's calling you to do, you do want to do You're just resisting it because it's unknown I mean, number two, we need to pray. Zechariah 4 verse 6. Oh, I love the scripture. Zechariah 4 verse 6. Then he said to me, Zerubbabel, this is what the Lord says. It is not by force. It is not by strength. But it is by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And you know, last year when I was really struggling... Wrestling with the Lord about this thing of church and lockdown and COVID, Shmoved, and all these things happening, I was like, Lord, why did we plant the church in the middle in the beginning of a global pandemic? Like, what? This just doesn't make any sense. And I heard the Scripture come up again in my heart. It is not by might. It is not by force. It is by my spirit. Do I know what He's going to do? No clue. No idea. But it doesn't matter. Because as I yield to that word, I actually can focus and I can actually trust and I can actually have faith that His word is true. So number two, we need to pray. When we encounter a problem, when you encounter a challenge, when there is something in you and that temptation to lean towards your own plan and your own thing, just be conscious of it and ask, Holy Spirit, please don't allow me to first make my plans and then ask you to bless it. That's what we do. We first figure out our strategy. We're so clever. Our strategy and our wisdom. And we we reason and we figure it out in this way and that way. And then we ask the Lord to bless it. And He's laughing, thinking... What is it? Okay, His ways are up here. And so our strategies will never ever be there where He is. So I'm learning and this is going to be my focus for this year. I don't want to make any plan. I don't want to have any suggestion that I first haven't prayed about and said, Lord, Holy Spirit, please can you come in and guide us? Please can you come in? And then from that place, I can sit, Johannes and I can sit. As a team, we can sit, we can pray, we can plan. But we don't want to do anything without first praying and saying, Lord, can we just yield this situation to you? Can your spirit please be on the throne and take us? Number three, we need to have faith that the Holy Spirit will actually answer us. We need to have faith that the Holy Spirit will actually work on our behalf. And this is part of things that we're going to journey about a lot this year, is how do I actually hear the voice of the Lord? How do I, and I think next week I'll talk a little bit about, how do I recognize the promptings of the Holy Spirit? How do I discern between, is this my own fleshly idea, or is this the Holy Spirit nudging me in a certain direction? And there are real practical, amazing ways of how we can recognize the difference. But I want to close with this scripture and then I want to pray for some people. Romans 8, verse 14, in the Amplified. And it says, For all who are allowing themselves, everyone say, Allowing Allowing. themselves to be led by the Spirit of God, are the sons of God. So we have a choice. The Holy Spirit is not going to force His leadership upon us. And I think sometimes some of us are waiting for that force to happen. Because it's easier to have someone to force than to actually decide to yield. To actually decide to lay down what I want to do versus what He wants to do. And in the Passion it says, The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So I want to ask this morning, and the team can put on a song for me. It's called Yield My Heart. And I want to play it in the background. And I I really want us to take a few moments and have the Holy Spirit come and minister to our hearts individually this morning. Where are you this morning? Who is the Holy Spirit to you? When I say, and you can close your eyes this morning as... As we just take time to focus. Sometimes closing our eyes helps us to focus. Who is the Holy Spirit to you? Are you experiencing freedom and liberty in all areas of your life? Are you experiencing victory over the desires of your flesh? Are you hearing His voice? Are you able to recognize the impulses and the promptings of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis? Or are you tired this morning? Are you frustrated this morning? Are you tired of trying to make it happen and you just cannot see the result? I believe the Holy Spirit is calling us forward into His presence this morning. I believe He's calling us into a place where we invite him in, where he can bring the change in our life, where he can start to bear the fruit in our life. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, patience, self-control. We will never be able to do it without his leadership. And I want to ask some people this morning to be really bold. And I want you to take a prophetic action this morning. If you feel like you are in that place where you feel like the Holy Spirit is not the leader in every area of your life. And you want to take a step and you want to say, Lord, I'm not taking one step forward if your presence is not going with me. I want you to come to the front because we want to pray over you. We want to pray over you to let the Holy Spirit just come upon you and minister to you, and speak to you what He wants to speak to you. If that is you this morning, you can just come and stand in the front. If you are ready to yield to the leadership of the Holy Spirit this morning. If you want to, you can come and stand in the front. If you just want to sit and worship, you are so welcome to do that as well. But I want to encourage you, Johannes and I, we want to lay hands on you. We want to pray for you. We want to ask the Holy Spirit to come and do something afresh in your life this morning that only He can do. I know there's more of you this morning, so we're going to take our time. Sometimes it's going to take pride and let go of it. And the team, you're welcome to come to the front as well. If you're ready to yield 100% to the Holy Spirit this morning, come and let us pray for you. If you want to see victory in your life this year, if you are tired of doing things in your own strength, surrender to Him this morning. Just see in your heart, waving that white flag this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just come to the front. Johannes is going to pray for the men, and I'm going to pray for the girls Thank you, Father.